Hey everybody, welcome back to the uh, Set on Glory podcast. <laughs> I almost forgot what it was called. It's been so long. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. We've had a, a pretty pretty good little break. We I don't have. know. Um, been a lot going on. A good little summer and a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things happened and like we just haven't done a podcast in forever. And I, I guess I, I, I said, um, man, I missed it. You know, like not necessarily like doing the podcast, but just miss like you know, studying, studying. something with you mm-hmm. and like being able to talk about it and like just how, I don't know, it's just funny how God like keeps putting it in our way, in our path, you know, like our Sunday school lesson kind yes. of went along with like this podcast like yesterday and I don't know, it's just like God's just so good to Yeah, we took to a break for things. a while and um, just because there was so much life going on and um, we had set another date, but that date didn't work out and so we had been studying and Man, God is good, and He deli- like delivered so much information in our Sunday school lesson this past Sunday, and our sermon this past Sunday. So we were like, "Okay, God, this is the timing. It's yeah, perfect." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's His timing is perfect, right, all the time. Um, so, well, what we want to discuss today is just like a topic that has been on my mind a lot lately. A question that I have asked myself, I guess, you know, just from time to time, and it's just like the thought or the question of how do we live in this world but not be of it, Um, right? And as Christians, like, that's what we are supposed to do. Yes, we are to live in the world, but we are not of this world. Um, And the answer to that question, you know, might seem simple, and you might say, well, you just, you know, live by the Bible or whatever, but, I mean, there's more to it than that. Like, sure, we know the answer, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But are we really living it out, like, Knowing the answer and living it out are two different things. Two different things. And, you know, that's just the question that we have to ask ourselves. And I guess, you know, just with with everything in the world, the way it's going and what's going on and just, you know, raising teenagers, like, you know, just from that to just everyday life. And I think it comes down to a question of like, is God's word the authority over your life? Um or, or is what the world says the authority of your life? And I think you have to kind of make a decision on that. But, um, so a verse that just kind of, you know, we kind of started with and was just kind of thinking about is just like Colossians 3. Well, it's 3, 2, but you want to go ahead and just yeah. read what you have. So Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says, um, If then you have been raised with Christ, see the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ. So, I mean, let's break down this verse a little bit. What does it mean? So, it starts on verse, in verse um, 2, or no, um, verse 1, um, you you have been um you have been raised with Christ so you're a believer so you're a child of God you're a Christian um and then further on down from that you seeking the things of above so like what is your mindset on you're seeking holy things Christ like things the ultimate is to be as be as Christ a image bearer of Christ a um to be holy as he is holy and then further down on there it says not of the things that are on the earth. So it's the opposite of unholy things. Um, so then if we read further down on, down into Colossians, Colossians three, five through eight, it gives like a description of what 
the things of earth are. So it says, again, Colossians 3, 5 through 8. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immortality, impurity, um, pass, uh, passion, evil desires, covetousness, um, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away. Anger, um, wrath, malice, slander, um, absent talk. These are um, of from your mouth. So, it gives us an example of like all of our past things, what we lived in as our old image. But then Colossians 9 or Colossians 3, 9 through 13 tells us our new self, what we're supposed to look like as a new image bearer. Um, uh, seeing that you have put off the old self, what it practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator here, there is, here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, is that right? So. <laughs> Slave, free, uh, Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint about each other, um, forgiving one another. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must be forgiven. So, I mean, this right here, once again, Shasta said, like, how do you live in the world and not be of the world? Like, your standard is the Word of God, right? That's where you have to start in, like, how you even do that. Like, how you even do that. And God says, right here in Colossians, like, this is your former self. And this is your new self. And this is what you need to practice in your new self. That's right. I mean, I think that's just what you have to, you know, you have to, we have to put away with those, those worldly ways, you know. And I mean, that's just going to look different. And it's going to be hard. Like, Jesus never said that it was going to be easy. Um, And I mean, I think you just have to know where your hope lies, you know. Um, And just navigating this culture today like I don't know it's just crazy and I mean you know I think we're gonna say some hard things today like I'm gonna say some hard things today I think I think I we probably always do I don't know but um I heard this quote that was said you know hard words make soft hearts and soft words make hard hearts and in hard words like I don't mean like mean words or cruel words but just just the truth Mm -hmm. um and I think we live in a world of soft words and hard hearts. And um, we I think we just have to stop contributing to that. I think, you know, there's just, um, I think we have to raise up our children, you know, with words, hard words, you know, um, but true words. And, and in the gospel, you know, that and that with things that are going to go against the culture, you know, I mean we're going to have to do some things that are not popular. You know, we're going to have to do not with the world anyways, you know, um, and John 15, 18 through 19, it says, if the world hates you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore the world hates you. So again, you know, just how do you live in the world but not be of the world? Um, 
your life is going to look very different. You know, Absolutely. all of those things that listed in that scripture, you know, um, we're supposed to put off our old self and put on the newness of Christ, you know. Yeah, Ephesians 4.22, to put off old self, which belongs to the former manner of life, and is corrupt through um, deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I mean, ultimately, like, I mean, I just, I was listening to this other podcast, and I mean, he said, like, why did you even want to become a Christian? You know, I mean, like, did you want to become a Christian so you could live in the world still? I mean, no. Like, you you saw your sin against a holy God, and you wanted to live in obedience for that God. Like, you wanted to be an image bearer. You wanted to be holy as He is holy. You wanted to take up your cross and die to self. You wanted to be alive in Christ. So, like, it's... We we often, I mean, obviously, right? It's sin. I mean, we want to be going, creeping back into that world. But, I mean, as Christians, God God put us in the likeness. He wants us to be the image bearer of Him. He wants us to be likeness of Him. He wants us to, um, man, partake of His righteousness, right? I right. mean, that's right. so why even be saved if we want to truly always be in the world? Yeah. That's true. And I mean, you know, it's going to be tempting, you know, oh, there, there are so many tempting things, but I think we have to keep, you Focus. know, we have to keep our mindset, you know, on the th things that are above. Um, and, and like, I don't know, just my question just in my head, like how, how do we raise, how do we raise our girls in a culture of crop tops, you know, and short shorts that could have been like underwear a couple years ago. I mean, like who, like we were at the mall the other day in, in Nashville and this little girl, I mean, bless her. <laughs> she comes, she's working at like American Eagle or something. And she just has on her sports bra and her like leggings. And I'm like, who wakes up in the morning and just puts on her leggings and her sports bra, you and know, goes to like, work. I'm ready to go to work. Let's just go. Mm. I mean, like mm. what? I don't know, you know, and just sweetheart, they wouldn't want to see me in that. <laughs> no, 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 me either. But like, how do we? What do we? You know, how do we teach our kids? You know that like that's not that's not the way. How do we teach our kids that yeah. we're made in God's image, just the way He meant for us to be? In in a culture of gender ideology that says, okay, you know, if, if you feel like a boy, you're really a girl, but you feel like a boy, that's yeah. okay, or vice versa, or if you feel like a cat we're going to treat you like a cat. No, like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Or, you know, it's okay to have same sex, sex attraction. Um, you know, and, and all the while they're telling our boys like, you know, we don't need you. You know, we don't need you. We don't need men. We don't need you to be strong men. We don't need you to be the, that God called that the man that God called you to be, you know, um, we need you to be softer and less masculine you know and I, I think like that's what this world that's the that's one really big thing that this world is hurting for is like strong godly men, men. yes absolutely um, that's that's what that's what we need you to know? lead their families yeah. yeah and a culture that tells our kids oh it's okay it's okay to live in sin or do whatever you feel you know is just is true to you you know and just as long as you're happy it's it's not sin it's just your truth you know like I mean, what do we do? Like, and these things are not new. Like, like all of that stuff is like, these are not new things. It's always been going on, you know. But I think as, as Christians these days have just been complacent and just let it all slide, you know. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's not working out real well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Shasta said, this is nothing new. I mean, scripture has proven this over and over and over again. I mean, the world has always been there. And then God's church has always been there, you know, and all through scripture, I mean, time after time, it has been proven and shown through um, the Bible, like that God is for his people and he is for his church. And I mean, like, look, look back, let's just kind of gaze back a little bit. I mean, God delivered his Israel, Israelite people out of bondage and slavery into the wilderness. I mean, he guided them. He provided food for them. He, I mean, he was their constant, right? I mean, look at God delivering Noah and his family in the flood. And hence, air quotations, he destroyed the world. Um, God saved Lot and his two daughters from Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, and look, there was nothing different going on there in Sodom and Gomorrah that's not going on here right now in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, Lot's wife desired to look back onto the world. I mean, to be a part of the world. And she was instantly devoured and, and um, turned into a pillar of salt. I mean, there's multiple, multiple things. Parting of the Red Sea. God delivering his people. Jonah. Um, uh, uh, Daniel in the lion's den. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I mean, there's so many stories in the Bible where God delivered his people, but he consumed. I mean, even back in like Old Testament times, he would tell them, go into these cities, right, that were um, that were consumed. And he would tell them to um, tear down idols and tear down statues and to to kill everyone because there was so much sin and idolatry and fornication and all of that because it is so tempting to be of the world and not in the world. Um, so there's other another breakdown I read, like the word in, um, I-N, is simply our point of location. Um, because as a child of God, that is our temporary location, not our eternal location. And of, the O-F, um, the source of your information So of the world can start off small with little bitty things, but then escalate to a full blown, you know, boys or girls and girls or boys and do whatever makes you happy so much that you can't even see the starting point anymore. So the of is where your life information source comes from. So I would rather be in a location and know the source of my information than not know the source of my information. So like in the world, in the world is my temporary location, but the source of my information comes from truth yeah, rather than the world. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, and you know, like in all of those scenarios, like with God's people and God, you know, they, they chose God, they chose, you know, um, they chose truth, they chose him or, you know, in following him, they were obedient to him, I guess is probably better said, but like in all of those situations, like, he blessed them for that. Yes. You know, it was it hard for them? Sure. sure. You know, like there was it was lots hard. of things and that went on in the wilderness. They looked different to the world, you know, they the world, you know, but God blessed them for that, you know, and God blesses obedience. Like we know that. I mean, just story mm-hmm. after story after story in the Bible. And so um that's just like I guess encouragement to me and and my encouragement to you like 
to, you know, stop living like the world. Stop letting your children live like the world. Stop being okay with, like, the, world. the world's <laughs> lies and, like, what it's telling you. You know? Like, I mean, because they're coming at our kids. They're coming mm-hmm. for our kids, y'all. And we, the only thing that we have to fight against this agenda that the world is throwing at us is truth. Is mm-hmm. God's word. Because mm-hmm. they are lying. It is all lies. And it will not stand. All of the things that they're saying and all of the things that they're doing is against the God's word and, and it's lies. And it it's not going to stand. And so we have to stand on truth. And that's just like our encouragement to you, you know, to just, I mean, stand on God's word. But like you have to know what God's word says, you know, like, and I think like we say that over and over yeah. again in this podcast, like you have to know God's word. You have to. Um, you have to read it. You have to know what it says. You have to live it out in front of your children. Um, me and Shasta say this to each other all the time, and I think it's a constant reminder that the biggest demonstration to your children on how to live in the world, but not of the world, how to be obedient is for you to live out your faith. I mean, you know, as a child, you look to your parents for advice, for um, guidance, for instruction, And so our kids, they look for us for that same thing. And so they need to see us um, fall. They need to see us repent. They need to see us live in a hard world, but still say, focus on God's word. You know, they need to see you studying scripture, praying with them, because then they know that's where your, your heart lies. That's where, you know, that's where you pay, pay. Oh, sorry. That's where you put your trust in, you know, and your importance. It's not um, in the world. I mean, Ephesians 4.14 said, says, um, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and by craftiness and deceitful schemes. I mean, the world will always find a way in to make everything look so appealing mm-hmm. and beneficial. And, I mean, everything look like it's not really a big deal when now, when actually it's a humongous deal. Um, but yet, you've got to stay focused. you got to stay in God's Word to know what the truth is, to even know what to be focused on. Yeah, a little, a little disobedience is disobedience. You Correct. Know? I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, and... Yeah, I think the world just tries to soften things up and try to say, oh, well, you know. I mean, like, it's just the same thing in the garden, like, with Satan. Like, oh, yeah. Like, just the, enemy, this little fruit. the enemy has not had to change his, his strategy in 6,000 years. It still works. Mm-hmm. It still works very well today. Just yeah. whisper a little lie, you know, did, did God really say that? Or, you know, like, I really don't think, well, this is probably not that bad. And, and right. I mean, like, gosh, like... This, this goes, like, with everything in the world. Like, I mean, and I, you know, and everything that I'm saying here today, like, I'm saying to myself, you know. Absolutely. But just, like, with idols in our life, um, you know, our phones, our, just anything that we put, you know, above, I guess, like, anything else or whatever, you know. I mean, you can be, it can be ball, it can be hunting, it can be shopping, it can be shoes. I don't know, you know, just working, idols, just working. simple working. Yeah, just the way, what, what are we focusing our time on, you know. Um, 
but you know that that it can just be like well you know it's just this or it's just that and it'll be okay and the mm-hmm. lord the lord understands you know like we like to say that right the lord <laughs> he gets it you know he understands but really um you know there's there's people i think people think there's just not a lot of room there you know like we we don't have any room anymore to be like uh you know well it'll be okay like Mm-mm. no like cuz cuz the enemy they're going to take all they can get, you know? Um, and just, just that whole fact of like, you know, like reading your Bible and like live, living it out. Like, you know, I, I heard this on a podcast too, like, and I just keep thinking about it, but, and I don't even know what, where the scripture is, but Jesus said like, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I say? You know, like there's a lot of people who just want to claim, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, this and that, but like, living like the world you know oh, and, i heard and this then, on a podcast speaking of that he says um um they yes he says why do you call me lord lord and you do not obey me and he said you know i'm just a christian he said and what they really mean is i'm just american <laughs> and i was like wow yeah. because you know i mean that's so true like yeah. in american in the american world we have so many air quotations of American Christians that we just live so much in the world, you know, I mean, and if you, and that's where it's confusing, you know, the, the problem now is that the world looks so much like the church, um, Mm -hmm. because the church has conformed to the world so much, you know, I mean, we've changed doctrines, we've changed, um, scripture beliefs. I mean, we've changed, we've changed so many things to fit the world's agenda Instead of standing firm on the word of God to change the world. I mean, yeah, it's right. It's so crazy. I mean, you know, just, I mean, you got the whole, and like America is the only place that the prosperity gospel really works. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there, cause there's this whole, you know, prosperity gospel thing going on, you know, in America today. I mean, I guess maybe it's always been going on, but it's, it's really big, you know, come to Christ and he'll do all these things and he'll give you all this. He wants you to have this life of luxury or he he doesn't want you to suffer Suffer. you know i heard somebody say that and and i was like what where do you get that have you even read the bible (laughs) you know like what about the life of paul do you so what i mean you know and and like so america is the only way place that that really works Mm -hmm. you can't go to a third world country and tell people that crap you know because it won't work like you gotta be the gospel truth it's like you know you're a sinner and and yet it's and God Christ died for you and you know we the Christian life is about suffering it's about you know growing in sanctification and growing in him and you know not that he's got us down here just you know going through horrible things all the time but like that's how we grow like that's how we you know he suffered and that's how that's how we grow in him that's how we show him glory, right, mm-hmm. is through our hardships through and through hardship. our suffering. Um, that's how his glory is shown. Yeah, um, don't know the exact scripture because I don't have it offhand, but maybe it's in Peter. I'm not real sure, but it says, I mean, a struggle is not meant to destroy you. It's only meant to grow your faith. Um, yeah. I mean, in John that you read earlier, 15, 18 through 20, but 20 says, remember that the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. I mean, so like the sh- to say prosperity gospel, like 
you're going to have to like you you're going to go through struggles mm-hmm. you're going to go through hard times and i think that why is this important to live in to, not living in the world because when you go through hard times and you go through struggles or when you are persecuted i mean so when somebody comes up to you and you're you begin to have to defend your faith, are you going to know what you stand on? Right. Are you going to know what you stand for? Are you going to know even scripture to be able to defend your faith? Um or are you going to sway to the the cunning deceitful words of the world? Are you going to back down, you know? I mean, and I mean, I hate to say this like this is kind of crazy. But newsflash, like, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to defend your faith. And I think it's more and more and more and more. It's it's very in our face now where we have got to be able to stand on truth. And where do you even know where that truth comes from? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm preaching to myself to y'all. And I, I, I'm not actually preaching, but <laughs> I'm just talking. But, I mean, I'm saying this to myself, too. I mean, like. In my salon that I that I have, like, I want it to be stood on the, the Word of God. Like, I want it to be in there. I want it to be prevalent. I want it to be talked about. But how do I even know what to do, right? I mean, like, how do I even stand on that? I mean, I have to stay diligent, not even for myself, but, like, for my girls that work with me. Like, they stay diligent to keep me accountable. I mean, like, and that's what a loving relationship is about about with Christians but it's so it's so important to stay in the word of God to even know truth to not be um conned into the world and the deceitful deceitful lies um that the that they're offering every day everywhere you can turn I mean you can't turn on a tv you can't listen to the radio you can't Look on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't care anything. It is in your face. Um, Way more, way more than scripture is, right? Right. I mean, way more than God's word is in your face all the time. I mean, and the more you look for God's word, the more you're in God's word, the more you see things through that. But if you're not in God's word, guess what? The less you see it. Right. That's right. It's like the whole uh, counterfeit, you know, scenario, like the, the guys who, you know, deal with the counterfeit money. Like, well, what do they study? I think we've said this before. Mm-hmm. What do they study? They study real money. Real money. They study real money, not the counterfeit money, because only then are they able to spot the counterfeit money, you know? And so that's just, that's like, that's what it's about. Like walking, walking um, with God daily and being in his word, you know, yeah. and knowing knowing what it says, know it and like teaching that thing, teaching those things to your children and to the people in your life, you know, just, um, day in and day out. I think, I mean, I think this world is full of like too many people who say, who call themselves Christians, you know, going back to that verse, like, why do you call me Lord, Lord, when you don't even do what I say? Like they call themselves Christians, but really at the end of the day, I mean, they're just wimpy, weak Christians. (laughs) At the most, you know, I'm just going to go say it. And I'm, you know what? Like, I, like I was a wimpy, weak Christian at one time in my life. You know, I was, um, I mean, I grew up going to church all my life, but I was, I was a wimpy Christian. I did not know what I believed mm-hmm. and I did not know like what the Bible said 
for the most, like for myself, you know, and I didn't, didn't read it for myself and I didn't know, and I could not, I would not have been able to stand, you know, against the schemes of the devil with what I had, you know, and so that's just all the more reason, like, you know, just to be reading his word and to be teaching it to your children, because that's, like I, like I said, like, that's just, that's, that's who they're after. They're not really after you so much. I mean, sure, they, mm-hmm. the world wants you, but really they want your children. You Correct. Know? Absolutely. And I think, I think a, a lie that this culture has believed is like the lie that like, if you gotta, you gotta, you kind of gotta, you know, adopt the world's culture and like be in on their culture, mm-hmm. like in order to make a change, you know, like you gotta think like them and adopt their ways. And like, that's, that's not true. Romans twelve two says, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Guess what that means? Read your Bibles, yes. you know, like put on read. your new self. Yeah. Right. And like, I mean, you know, you, you take Paul, for example, like, you know, he was different. Like there were people who was like, who was this dude? Like, what is he talking about? You know, like, I, I don't know. I was just reading like when he went to Athens <clears throat> And, you know, there was, there's lots of people there, lots of smart people there. Like those dudes like really wanted to be, you know, smart and they wanted to think that they had everything figured out. And even they were like, man, what's this guy saying? Like, we want to know, we want to know more about what he's got to say, you know, and like just the way he lived his life all throughout his life, you know, I mean, just, he was, you know, he was an example of Christ. He was like Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, and he, he lived his, his life Christ being like Christ. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but like, you know, people, he didn't conform to oh, the way he, he didn't go in there and worship their idols with them mm-hmm. and then be like, Oh, Hey, look guys, you know, I got this, this, this guy's the real God though. You know, like he didn't go join in on them. He called them out right then and there. And he was like, man, y'all got this, y'all got this little statue over here to like this unknown God. Let me tell you who he is. Like, I know him, you know? And I mean, that's that's who he that's the life he lived you know he was in the world but not of the world mm-hmm. man so right. good but i mean yeah the i mean the the oh my gosh the culture um is so confusing and the world is so confusing right now you know i can see how like it's it is very easily able to be deceived in the world um you know because also Here's another aspect of it. Like, if you are abiding in God's word and you're, you know, you're going to a church and they're abiding in God's church, I mean, abiding in God's word and doctrine, um, man, that church will look extremely different from the world. And I mean, you'll be, you'll be called like radicals. You'll be called extremists. I mean, like, you know, you'll be called a lot of Calvinists. I mean, you'll be called a lot of different things, but you know, like I would rather be called an extremist, um, then man be called worldly, you know? I mean, I would, I would definitely would rather people say like, man, that girl, all she talks about is, is the Lord. Then all she talks about is like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you know? I mean, I mean, I hate to use that, but you know, um, you know, once again, like how do you raise children in this world? How do you live it out yourself in this world? You simply have to be in God's word. And I know that 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 sounds like so cliche maybe, but like 
there is nothing else, like Shasta said, there's nothing else in this world. I don't, there's not a politician. There's not, there's not a friend. There's not a job. There's not finances. There's nothing. There's spouse. It's not your children. There's nothing else in this world ever that is going to combat, combat or provide you with ways than the truth of God. I mean, God's truth is going to be the only thing that surpasses it all, that gives you... And, I mean, guys, you think about, like, in John, when he talks about darkness and light so much. Like, the world is so empty. It's so dark. It's so lonely. It's so saddened. I mean, all of the... um, I mean, never in my life, when I was a kid, did we have to worry about suicides and things like that. Overdoses and all of those things... Like, the world is now. And maybe I was just blind to it. I don't know. But, I, like, as a kid, I never really heard about suicide until I became an adult. And, you know, I mean, that's the darkness of the world. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's no light. There's no firm foundation. There's no stability. There's no fulfillment. There's no fullness in that. It's all empty and lonely and dark. And, like, Shasta, tell them, like, what did you say about, like, a dead man... Yeah, if, like, so I had this this person that we know, this guy that goes to church with us, he, like, get, used this analogy of, like, you know, if, if God has saved you and he's changed you, like, you, you think about, you think about he raises us from death to life, right? And so you think about a person, a dead person, if you put them in a coffin, they're not really going to worry about it so much, you know? Like, they're not going to have a they're problem dead. with being in a coffin, you know? But you take a person that is alive... And you try to put them in a coffin and you try to close it up. I mean, they're not going to be very happy with that, you know. And so it was just kind of that analogy of like, why would you want, you know, if you are made new in Christ, if you, you know, have been raised to life with him, then you're alive in him and you walk in his ways. You don't want to go back into that coffin, into that coffin. You don't want to go back to those old ways. And it's just, you know, that's you think about that and like, wow, you know, I mean. Our lives should look very different than yeah. as Christians. If we are truly born again Christians, like our lives should look very different from people who are not. Okay, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's just that's just kind of like man, and it, and and even like you said, like even that's that's prevalent even in the churches today. You know, like I mean, and it's it's a sad thing to say, but I think our churches have conform to the ways of the world in a lot of ways you know not every church not every church but a lot you know and I think that's kind of part of the big problem is there is a just a confusion of like what true Christianity is and what that looks like and what a true church is supposed to function like Mm -hmm. you know and um but and I just wanted to say you know like the main people in your life if I mean you know whoever's listening to this the main people in your life who needs to see you live like you're in the world, but not of it, is your, are your children. Um, and, you know, I think, like, that comes with, like, giving them biblical boundaries, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, you got to know what the, you got to know what God's Word said about, you know? It's <laughs> just, like, you got to know what it says, and that's just, you know, like, look, this is, we don't dress this way, you know? And here's why. This is what the Bible says, you know? It's wrong to live with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, like, here's what the Bible says about that, you know? Yes. This is, here is what the Bible says about homosexuality. 
you know, and I think we have to show them those things with the Bible. Like, it's not enough just to say, okay, when I was growing up, my kids were like, my parents were like, that's just wrong. You don't do that. Yeah. You know, and that was because I for said me. so that was that it wasn't enough for me, but like, I was okay with that answer, but I don't think you can, you can't say that anymore because it's just thrown in our kids' faces so much, mm -hmm. you know, like you got to tell them why you got to tell them like, we don't watch those kind of movies. We don't listen to that kind of music. Like it's, it's wrong. It doesn't honor God. And, um, we just, I don't know. We just can't compromise anymore like that because look where that has gotten us. Absolutely. And, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. And I've also heard this, someone say this, this is not my own thoughts, but, <laughs> um, that word go is key. Like we're all going somewhere. You know, you don't just point and say, go children, like go to church, go follow God. Like you go, no, like you, you hold their hand. Like first you carry them when they're babies and then they start walking and you hold their hand and then they start walking beside you and you know. Hopefully one day they're going along on their own, you know, mm -hmm. but it's our job to train them. What does that mean? Like to disciple them, you know, um, and just to provide them with the gospel. Like, I mean, you, your kid likes to play ball. Okay. Like you're going to, what are you going to do? Like nowadays it's a big thing. Like you're going to go take them like Stella, she goes to pitching lessons, you know, yeah. like I take her to what I, who I think is a really good trainer to right. train her to do that. Right. You know, it's, it's no different whether it's basketball or whether it's whatever it is, you know, like the gospel is the same way. Like we have to train them in that. We have to train them well. And God has given our children to us to do that. Not to someone else, to us. To us. Know? I think we have to remember that, you know? Yeah. I mean, just to reiterate too, like the more we sit back and say, um, oh, it's okay. Like, uh, well, this isn't that big of a deal. Um, or, you know, that, that, well, uh, we just won't say anything this time. Or, you know, Sally, yeah, she likes to wear these shorts, but, uh, I, I just don't want to fight that battle. You know, like, no, like that's conformity. And so the more that you just let that go, the more that we just like look over things, um, that's why we've ended up here. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. exactly why we've ended up here. That's why we got boys saying the girls and girls I mean, saying absolutely. the boys. I mean, you know, that's why we've got, um, you know, there's no truth. That, that's, you know, why we've got all these different, you know, what is it, chromosomal or genes or I don't know, all these, you know, I can be anything or I can be, you know, a cat if I want to be a cat. Like, no, because there's no truth. There's no standing firm in that. There's no calling out and saying this is not right. Um, I mean, and that has to start somewhere. That has to start. And so, Yes, it might be in little town, you know, I live in Finger, Tennessee at the moment. And, you know, that <laughs> that might be that I just, with my two daughters, I say, like, this is what we stand firm on. This is what we believe. And this is why we do this. And it's to honor God. Like, your friends might want to wear a crop top. But this is why... Because God says we adore our bodies. We are image bearers. He made us in his likeness. We are a temple of him. So, like... We don't need to dress like this. And what does it do? It also ruins your testimony to your friends. It, it ruins, like, 
people, they, you know, like, I, I mean, like if I came up and tried to share you the gospel and I had on some crop top short, I mean, so a crop top and some shorts that were showing my ruckus, like, would you be like, I mean, come on, man, are you serious? Like, go put some clothes on. Or yeah. if I was, I mean, I'm not like poking fun, but it, I mean, if I was, if I was a transgender and I'm trying to show you the gospel, I mean, what I'm saying is you have to be an image bearer and you have to say no like, this is not right, and this is truth, and this is why we're going to stand for this. And if we don't stand for it, we're going to just keep conforming until what? Till there's there's absolutely no truth? Right. I mean... I think that's what they're going for, you know? Like, I think that's what they're going for. Like, they just... Nobody wants any consequences for anything, you know? And certainly nobody wants to think that they're sinners and they're, you know, they, they don't deserve you know nobody wants to think about how they they deserve wrath, wrath. you know mm -hmm. nobody wants to everybody thinks they deserve good things right Goodness. and nobody wants to deal with that but um and you know like i just want to say like man you know sometimes maybe like living like this and like living um for christ and you know not living like the world like perhaps maybe you know that can be like a hard, difficult place to be, you know, or even a lonely place to be, you know, when you don't, mm -hmm. but I, you know, I just say like, surround yourself with people who, you know, are like-minded with you, who, you know, get, get plugged into a gospel preaching church, you know, mm -hmm. with people who are like-minded with you and who can come alongside you. And, you know, cause it's, I mean, there's nothing like being part of a church like that, where you know that yeah. those people are, you know, in unity with Christ and in and, and unity with you and like just going there and being a part of that is there's such strength found there, I guess. And like a couple of times a week, you know, just meeting with those people and um, I don't know. And, and a church that's like making disciples, you know, um, and make sure you're going to a church that's discipling your children. You know, you need to be discipling mm -hmm. your children every single day of the week, you know. But make sure your church is discipling your children, you know? And, I mean, and I it's so say, refreshing, too. Yeah, it's like, I didn't, and notice I didn't say entertaining your children. Like, yeah. like I don't, I don't want to, I'm not taking my church, my kids to church for them to be entertained, you know? Like, I could take them wherever to get them entertained. Like, I want the gospel preached mm -hmm. to them. Like, you know, the whole counsel of God. I teach that to my babies, you know? Teach them some, like gospel filled hymns you know like that like you know what i mean like stop because teaching these soft little easy church songs like to our kids like give them some meat and potatoes like right. in that like that's what i say i mean there's nothing like sure you can sing little soft songs like i'm not but i don't know just think about that think about the some of the old hymns and how rich, rich. Mm. how rich they are in the gospel like teach those to your children you know and at you know, at your church, like, you know, that's, I think that's so important, you know, for them to be able to stand on that one day to look back and like know the words to, to those hymns. I think it's just so important. Well, I mean, because why do you take your kids to church? Right. I mean, do you take them to church? I mean, yes, it's fun to have some activities every once in a while, but you know, what's the basis on why you take your kids to church? I mean, 
to grow in Christ, right? To, to guide them to the future, to sustain them for their future. So like, I mean, sure, skating is fun, but is that going to show them anything in their future? Is that going to sustain them? Is that going to give them something to stand on in the future? Absolutely not. But I promise you, like, we sing a lot of um, Shane and Shane songs, which are psalms. And so, like, you sing a psalm and, like, they know the Word of God at the same time that they're singing a song. The richness of that. You know, when they go to church, like, they, they form a bond with their church family and with their, their fellow friends. And that unites them with people that can help them sustain through the world. I mean, no different than us. I mean, you know, I mean, Shasta's absolutely right. When you do turn away from the world and you live a different life, there are some times where you're not included in things and, you know, sure we are still flesh, you know, so that kind of hurts, but what we have to be constant is, is that we know why we turn from those things and, um, and why we have people that we're with in our church and our close friends that are the same like-mindedness and, and we want to, um, grow in Christ together. We want to disciple our children together. We want to disciple each other together. We want to hold each other accountable. And why? Because we want to hold our kids accountable and our future account, our our future kids accountable, our future church accountable. Um, you know, we want them to sustain and be firm on the, the word of God. Um, we don't, I would much rather my child be sustained on the word of God than be entertained by a bonfire or, um, I don't know, a, a skating trip. Right. I mean, yeah, that gets them nowhere. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I'm not saying, like, we're not saying, like, you can't have fun. I'm just, Correct. you know, like, just be, you know, I, I just think it's, like, so important for, I think, churches these days think they got to be fun, and they got to entertain kids, you know, and they got to do all these things, like, get them in here, you know, when, in reality, like, just give them the gospel. It's Correct. enough. Right. Like, Teach them that it is enough that they don't need anything else. And sure, like while they're there, like whatever, you know, do whatever you want to. But I mean, as far as I'm just saying, like disciple them and teach them that God's word is enough. That, mm-hmm. you know, sitting there and listening to God's word is enough and they don't need anything else, you know. But So, yeah, yeah. just to wrap up, you know, like I know we've said a lot and we said a whole lot of probably hard, rough things. Um, but again, like once again, we pray over this. We search the scriptures. There is nothing that we haven't studied ourselves that we also haven't reflect on ourselves. Um, we too are two people that are fleshly and are sinful and we are trying to live in the world, but not be of the world. And so we don't ever want you to think that we're just telling you to do these things and we're not trying to do these things ourselves either. Yeah. Or um, that we think we're doing them perfectly because we're not. We're not. My kid wears shorts too short. <laughs> she is kind of tall. I though. mean, she's kind of tall, but, you know, we have to buy big, we're going to have to buy some bigger sizes. She's going to have to pull exactly them down, it. you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it, it's a daily demonstration, guys. It's a daily walk. I mean, I think about walk in the Bible so many times. Walk is said, and walk is 
is mm-hmm. active, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a verb. It's it it requires a step and then another step. It's it's a steady pace and it's a constant pace. Yeah. You know, and so how many times in the Bible does it say walk? Walk this way. Walk as I do. You know, it's it's a non-stop steady one step after another pace that is that it constantly is just at a learning step, 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 mm-hmm. you know, it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. It's not a race. It's, it's not, you know, it, it's not, um, I don't know. It, it just, it just reminds me when you walk, it's just one foot in front of the other, you know? And so like, how do you live your daily life in the world, but not of the world? Man, you just walk, you one step in front of the other, you be obedient in God's word. Um, you exemplify that to your children and to your spouse and to your friends around you. Um, be obedient by being a part of a gospel driven church. Um, and you know, just try and, uh, my phone is almost dead or I would, um, what is that? (laughs) I went back to it. You know, um, I would rather be in a location and know, the the source of my information you know Mm -hmm. just know that you are not of this world and know where your source of information comes from that's right that's good stuff good stuff wow we made a long podcast we did it's because we were gone (laughs) for so long i had like yeah we had so much information but but, yep it's been fun and so we thank you guys for listening and um catch us next time yeah have a good day and you know just We do all this out of love. So we love you. We hope you have a great rest of the day. And um, we hope you tune in again um, (laughs) for our next one. And just make sure you don't wear, you know, sports bras and stuff to work. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have a good week. Bye. Bye.